2: Yo, 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 we back again. Kara SIM 989 We got a very special show for everybody today. Uh hope everybody tuned in. Hope everybody locked in today. Uh, <clears throat> hope you got your coffee. You know what I mean? You all ready to go to work. Uh it's the 13th today. Let's get it going. We got a special show for you guys. We got Marcel Dixon, An interview with Marcel Dixon. He's running against James Claiborne in uh South Carolina. Um, we got a very, we got two very special people also coming up and we'll talk about a, um, a Juneteenth event, uh, held down in Mankato. Uh, we'll have the details on that. So we, we got a, we got a very, very good show coming up with Marcel Dixon, Marcel Dixon on the way, an explosive interview. You definitely want to keep it locked in. Keras m 98.9. All right, we on KSM 98.9 every Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. How you doing, everybody? Say, go ahead. Yo, so one of the
1: things we like to do, and uh, the one of the first questions we like to ask uh, all of our guests is to have them uh, explain who they are uh, to our audience uh, in their own words. Yep, so yeah, go ahead. All right, go. well,
0: I'm Greg Marcel Dick. I'm Greg Marcel Dixon. I am Savannah, Georgia born, but raised in South Carolina, right across the bridge in Jasper County, South Carolina, a rural coastal county in South Carolina. As my shirt makes it clear, I'm Gullah Geechee, which is a Creole culture of the coast of South Carolina in Georgia mainly, but also somewhat North Carolina and somewhat northern Florida. I'm a teacher of 17 years, and I'm running for South Carolina's 6th Congressional District against the incumbent James Clyburn. That's against whom I'm running. But what I'm running for is more important. I'm running for reparations for black americans who are descendants of american slaves which is to repair black america to fix america ultimately
2: wow, wow. <clears throat> absolutely okay so explain to our audience uh what is the uh, 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 what does it mean to be a sev- sev- seventh generation gulagichi
0: well we are the descendants of rice growing Africans that were enslaved here on the sea islands and coastal plains of South Carolina and Georgia. They came from a variety of different areas. The Kingdom of Congo, which is today the four countries of Democratic Republic of Congo, Cameroon, Congo, Angola, southern Nigeria, and the modern day countries of Senegal, Gambia, and Mali. Because there were so many black people in South Carolina, South Carolina was the blackest state. And it became majority Black in 1703 and stayed that way until almost 1960. The white enslavers couldn't deal with the heat and humidity and the malaria-infested subtropical swampy uh, jungles. So they would go further inland, especially during the spring and the summer leaving this large Black population there by themselves. So as a result, we were able to maintain a lot of elements of the original African cultures from all over the continent, mix that in with old English culture, and we have our own cuisine based on a lot of rice, seafood, okra, tomato. We have our own language. In fact, a lot of words that's in the Southern lexicon of the United States of America are as Gullah Geechee in origin, like juke. Juke in Gullah means to get wild, usually like you know, in the context of a party, you know, goober, peanut, okay? Uh, we have right. our own folklore, folk magic. And we are know our connection to the coastal land, which is one of the reasons why I'm running. Because we've lost so much of our land, I'm running to get us compensated for what we've lost.
1: Mm. So, so let me ask you a question. So, what made you decide to run for Congress for District uh, District you Six? You you talked about the land, but what are some other things that um, made you decide to run?
0: Well, I noticed that after 30 years of having James Clyburn in power and this man being revered by so many people, I actually do my research. I was never involved in politics, but I started to get involved because I started to see things going much, much worse for our people. When I read an article saying we own less homes now than we did during Jim Crow. So I looked up the data about my district, which is the majority black district. 50 to 60% Black. And I saw that we are the sixth poorest district out of 435 districts total in the United States of America. If he's been in there for 30 years and that's the best he can do, then he don't need to be there no more. But I also saw more. I saw that we as Black Americans have had 15 million acres of property stolen. Out of the 16 million, our grandparents and great-grandparents fought to get and fought to keep because the number one cause of lynching was theft, land theft. And I looked through James Clyburn's record, and I saw him preaching for things like making illegal immigrant citizens, citizens LGBTQ, you know, getting these Asian Americans this COVID-19 hate crimes bill, which might be in this implementation for everyone, but it was written because of the hate crimes they were experiencing. I did not see anything on his legislative record dealing with land theft of Black Americans, dealing with us going through police brutality, Dealing with us being 15 to 20% of the population, but over 55% of the homeless. And in his district being majority black, the average income being 41,000, a white Asian person's average income is 56,000, ours is only 28,000. So in a majority black district, with a black American, he's a descendant of slaves, as am I, representative, we were to the bottom in an area where we were the majority and nothing was being done for us. But he was doing all these things for other groups. So I said, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to run on a platform putting us first. Not us only, but us first. And, and,
1: wow. you, and, and you know, and, and the thing is, because when I first came in con- uh, not came in contact, but when I first uh, uh, um, found out who he was, uh, it, it was all about uh, that he helped Joe Biden get uh, the votes in the uh, South Carolina primary. And so I remember when, when Joe Biden, uh, um, I guess when he went to presidency, uh, James Clyburn w- was on a show and they asked him, they said, uh, so what do you want in return? And he said he just uh, he want his kids to grow up in a good America and an American dream. And I was like, this is your opportunity to, to to say what you want for want for black people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what politics is a lot of the time. Is is if if I do something for you, you do something for me. So if you if I help you get elected, you gotta do something for me and my people. And he, he failed to even answer that question, uh uh, you know what I'm saying, at all.
0: Exactly. Well, you know, here's the thing. I would have loved it if he would have said, Hey, and I confronted him, by the way, if anybody Googles YouTube, Great Marcel Dixon, James Clyburn, I confronted him, went in on him for five minutes about that same uh, issue. Like, you endorsed Joe Biden. Joe Biden, people talk about Donald Trump being racist. People don't mention Joe Biden's extremely disgusting history of anti-Black racism. The man was Absolutely. a mentor a mentee of Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond was yep. a South Carolina U.S. congressman who was notoriously anti-black even though he had a black child from a black woman that he probably raped. Okay? Yep. Joe Biden did not just work with him. He wrote this man letters of thanks and gratitude for keeping black kids out of better funded schools. Yep. Saying he didn't want black kids in his children's school because that would turn the school into a racial jungle. He also, before the 1994 crime bill that that Joe Crow wrote um, wrote, that put more Black people in bondage than than since the days of chattel slavery, I should say. This man, before then, he's partnered with segregationists to lock Black people up for crack cocaine, but did not criminalize powder cocaine, which mainly white people were using. Okay, so he always had an emphasis on harming Black communities. But you endorsed this man. This guy has written something like 90 executive orders. All of them have been for LGBTQ, trans people, Native Americans have gotten historic levels of funding under him. Okay. Asian Americans, we already saw they got their feelings are being called names like Kung Flu virus, and they got <laughs> a, a hate crime bill for them. Okay. Uh Hispanics, they are about to get. They're trying to get 20 million illegal immigrants citizenship underneath this bill called New Deal for New Americans. When have they ever given Black Americans a good deal? Ever. And we built the nation, fought for the nation, sustained the nation. But this bill would not just give illegal immigrants citizenship. It would give them resources and housing, education, transportation, health care, while Black Americans... Black American women are the most likely to die giving birth to a child, more likely to die giving birth to a child in the United States of America than a poor woman in countries like Mexico and the Philippines. I went to him. Joe Biden could write an executive order setting up a commission for reparations, okay? He could bring back the Freedmen's Bureau an entire department of the government, just to make sure that Black Americans, descendants of American slaves, are well cared for. He has not done any of that. But what is more disgusting, James Clyburn endorsed this segregationist on us, and he has not called this guy out for his this, his, his neglect of Black Americans. This man said he will have our backs because we have always had his. All he's done is put a knife through our backs and has had the backs of everyone else. Ukrainians, for example. Ukrainians have been under attack by Russia, supposedly. We don't know what's going on over there, but we've already sent Ukrainians trillions of dollars. Meanwhile, Black Americans are the most likely to go to bed, malnourished, the most likely, I will repeat, 15 to 20% of the population, and that's a conservative number, but over 55% of the homeless. He hasn't put a penny in investment towards us. Clyburn has yet to call him out, but according to some reports, Clyburn has been funneling money into his his children and grandchildren, according to one article. So when he said that he only wanted a place where his children and grandchildren can thrive, he meant it, I guess. <laughs> uh, all he was concerned about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay,
2: <laughs> Okay so, to, okay, so how do you think that um, that us black people, we keep falling for <laughs> the same thing when it comes to Democrats? Like, we we fall for the same thing over and over again. Democrats can do whatever. They, they can do whatever they want to, and we continue to give them 96% voting. Like, we just, we see the D, right. check, 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 and we just check all the way down the line. How can that be?
0: We give it to fair. You know one thing I don't like about us? We act so tough with each other. We always got that smoke for each other out in the street we so tough with each other. We'll check another Black man or a Black woman in a second. But when it's time to check these Black men and Black women politicians who are supposed to be representing us, who are part of things like the Black Caucus, but you go to the Hispanic Caucus, they say they're looking out for Hispanic and Latinos. Yes, Hispanic and Latinos can be Black as well, but an Afro Latino is not a Black American. They're not a descendant of American slaves. So they're Black, but they're not Black like us. They say they're only looking out for Hispanic and Latino. You go to the Asian American pacific island caucus they're only they say they're looking out for asian americans and pacific islanders you go to the bureau of indian affairs they say looking out for native americans only you go on our page they say black and people of color okay we let them get away with that we need to we need to bring the smoke to the people who the smoke really belong whenever i bring up our black americans are to the bottom in terms of wealth All American families combined will take out Black Americans and have $122,000 in wealth. We are only $24,000 in wealth. Going further to the bottom, we own only 1 million acres of of property in a country we built. We went from, in slavery, we own 0.5% of this country's wealth. Now, just 2.6%. Hasn't been much improvement. And we bring in smoke to another Black man or Black woman on the street. We need be bringing that smoke to the White House and to the Capitol. so do I agree? What happened during the insurrection? No, I do not. Only part I don't agree with: it should have been us on that Capitol, <laughs> and not a bunch of white guys. We should have been the ones storming the Capitol. I don't give a damn about the Capitol. I do care about my people. So I was mad at us. We sitting there going, oh, 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 "What's happening to the country?" We should have been the ones storming the Capitol. We need to be bringing the smoke to them. Whenever I bring up how the Democrats, because that's exactly what they are, because if you are running as a Democrat, that you are not putting Black American voters first, and where the reason the Democrats even exist, you are a Democrat. The reason, whenever I bring up how they've done us wrong, all I want to hear, all people want to tell me, the Republicans, the Republicans, the Republicans, I'm not, a, that excuse ain't going to work. I am not, we did not vote for the Republicans. We voted for you. So when we want results, we have a right to come to you. If I buy a TV for Walmart, like I told this older black lady today, if I buy a TV for Walmart and my TV's not working, what I would look like a fool bringing that TV to Target or Best Buy. <laughs> Target and Best Absolutely. Buy will tell me, go to Walmart. Right. Likewise, wherever things are going wrong for Black America, they want to tell us it's the Republicans' fault. If the Republicans are so powerful, they can stop you from doing things for us when you have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. So that means Thanks. you don't deserve our votes, and we should give it to the Republicans then. If you don't want to give it to the Republicans, then you better deliver. 95% of us vote for the Democrats. No other group in America votes for any one party that much. After us, it's white men who vote 70% for Republicans, but that's still nowhere near 95%. We need to stop letting them scare us into what will happen if we don't vote for them, because what else can happen? We're already getting shot down on television, and people are getting away with it. We're already getting shot down our apartments. We're already almost 60% of the homeless. Our wealth is already heading to net worth of zero. COVID-19 wiped out 50% of our businesses, and they are already paying $60 million a day as of April 2021 in housing and feeding illegal immigrants, while Black children are 60% of homeless children. Black men are the, the demographic most likely to be homeless in the street. Black men are the most unemployed, not because they're not looking for a job, because they're most likely to face wage discrimination. Where are all these trillions of dollars being invested in us? We have allowed them to disrespect us. Make America great again. I don't know about that. Reparations will make America great for the first time. Make politicians afraid again. And I'ma stick to that now. So so it, it make them afraid. To disrespect you know what's us.
2: crazy? You, you know what's crazy? Because it is <clears throat> I feel like because me and my brother, we do the, we do this a lot on, on our show. See. We criticize the place where black people vote the most. So we criticize the Democrats the most. And see, see, and I, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to criticize the Democrats because if you criticize the Democrats, people always say, Oh, you must be MAGA, you must be with Trump. Wow. Oh, you you see wow. what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Now. Exactly. let me
0: to you all don't let these people scare or try to do that reverse psychology you know um, what was her name Kamala was on Charlemagne the Gods show whatever she was or wherever he was and she was like don't start talking like a republican I'm a black man I'm a Mm. descendant of the people who built the nation I can talk however the hell I want to
2: (laughs) Absolutely. let me
0: make that very clear Ain't no one going to shame me from saying what I want to say. Ain't no one going to check me and stop me from doing what I want to do. We built the nation. We fought for the nation. We sustained the nation. According to one study, in 2021, slave-built labor still generates trillions of dollars for this country. I'm here yep. in a small town called originally South Carolina. The port of Savannah, Georgia is 25 minutes from me. The port of Charleston is like 49 minutes from me. Both of them bringing in billions of dollars. The Port of Savannah, third busiest port in America. Charleston, ninth busiest port, all built by our ancestors. Okay. Let's talk about how Abraham Lincoln said America would have fallen if not for the Negroes during the Civil War. Okay? Those are just two examples. We can talk and talk however we wanna talk. Don't ever let them shame us from criticizing them. If I give you 95% of my, of my votes, you damn right I'm going to criticize you. And don't tell me to criticize the Republicans for whom I'm not voting. Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, they're not going around taking our votes, telling us we're going to have your back and then stabbing us in it. So why would I want to go to them? I'm going to you. So I am the first person in modern history running the way a Democrat should, putting their most (laughs) loyal voters first. Any other party, it's common sense. You would put your most loyal voters first. We are the only group that will allow a party that exists on our backs to put us last and then be afraid to criticize them. Not yep. me. <clears throat> yep. Now. Absolutely. And I'll, and I'll take anyone on on this particular message.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, man. Okay, so, okay, so, so
0: I, I'm listening to
2: you. So, uh, would you consider yourself more liberal or more conservative? Because, but see, you know what? Because it, it, it seems like you kind of like, you, like, right in the middle somewhere. I don't know if that's how you view yourself, or what do you say?
0: So, I'm not red. I'm not blue. I'm black. That's Absolutely. how I am. When people right. ask me, what's your, what, you liberal, conservative, progressive, I'm black. But if anybody wants to put a label on me, I'm a reparationist, okay? This is the same wow. country here in America. When they took the Japanese land, I mean, the Native Americans land, and all this stuff, to Native Americans... Several Native American tribes right now get reparations. As we speak, they get direct monetary payments. They have tax exemption status. I know there's a lot of ugly history with the reservation, but guess what? They're not giving up those reservations, so they have reservations. Some Native American tribes get so much money from their tax-exempt casinos that they can give every member of the tribe a million dollars in cash. When Japanese Americans were thrown in internment camps during World War II, my great-grandfather, who's still alive, is a World War II veteran. Okay, he helped to stop the Nazis. Japanese-Americans were being thrown in internment camps. They got reparations in 1988. I was four years old. This was no long time ago. Meanwhile, Black Americans were getting thrown in camps, lynched, land stolen, shot down, couldn't vote, couldn't go to school, couldn't get grants, couldn't get loans, red line. My great-grandfather, ironically, was fighting to rescue the Jews and other people who were thrown in concentration camps by the Nazis they got reparations. The first yep. thing America did was make Germany give back every piece of property they had taken from the people they thrown in the concentration camp. They had black soldiers overseeing it. Talk about the irony. Then when we got back from World War II, they did the GI bail that gave trillions of dollars to white veterans, 14 million of them. They were able to become, they said something like 39 percent, of today's professionals came from the GI Bill. They were able to get loans, free college, businesses, pensions, health care. Black veterans, like my great-grandfather, so this ain't no long time ago, he didn't get a penny. So when his daughter, my grandmother, was born, he had nothing to give up but poverty, the same way he got poverty from his parents who were children of people who were enslaved. This country has no issues repairing what they damaged Uh, until it comes to Black Americans. And why are they so comfortable not repairing the damage they've done to us? Because where are the so-called Black leaders standing up and demanding they do it? James Clyburn has said more about Ukrainians and trans people using a bathroom than he has about Black Americans getting reparations. This district is 50 to 60% Black. I could understand... Maybe if he was in a majority white district, which, by the way, let me say this real quick. Sometimes we like to use white people as an excuse. Let me be very honest about that. We like (laughs) to say, oh, he's afraid of saying that because those white people will come after him. Sometimes those white people ain't paying him a bit of attention. He is in a majority (laughs) black district. He will not get any backlash for going for reparations because most of his district is black. They are doing it because he's got in his, his attitude is, I got mine. My family's got this. The rest of you Negroes, I ain't doing nothing for you. He has no problems going hard for Ukrainians who are in Europe, who are not Americans. Ukraine is a country filled with Nazis, okay? And this black man, who's a descendant of American slaves, as we are, is going hard for Ukrainians, but nothing for his own people. Unforgivable.
1: And, and, and And that's the thing, because a lot of times when people talk about reparations they'll always say um, they'll always say oh, well none of us was, was, was alive during slavery and I tell, okay. and I tell them there are so many things we need reparations for with people that are still alive today just like you just brought up
0: let me say something about that uh, first of all reparations start with chattel slavery, it doesn't end there. There's a lot of lies about that. Some people think it's only about slavery, no it's not. Some people think it's coming from white people's pockets, no it's not, it's the federal government. The same way when I sue, if you sue a company, you're not necessarily suing the people in the company, you're suing the company and the profits they made. Reparation is a claim that the federal government owes us. I'm Geechee, we were the people who got 40 acres of the mule done. It was done here in coastal South Carolina and coastal Georgia. We were supposed to get that, but Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. It was not going to come from any white person's pocket. It was going to come from the federal government. Just because they ain't paid it yet doesn't mean the debt went away. I hate when people talk about something, none of you were a slave. Okay, But my great 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 grandparents were. Had they right. been paid like they were supposed to, it would be all good. It ain't right. our no fault that y'all <laughs> didn't so I'm not getting over it. That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say... It isn't just slavery. Actually, things got worse for us after slavery. One study said 20, our death rate, 20% of the Black population was murdered after slavery. They had no reason, to no incentive, to keep us around. What about the land that we were able to get that was stolen, like I just mentioned, 15 or 16 million acres? Lynch malls, Black Wall Streets. We know it was just the anniversary of Black Wall Street yesterday, the one in Tulsa. But we don't know there were Black Wall Streets throughout this entire country. North Carolina had one. South Carolina had one. Florida had one. Mississippi had one. Virginia had one. Kansas had one. There were Black Wall Streets. Louisiana had one. Throughout this nation, a lot of them were burnt or flooded to the ground or destroyed by eminent domain when they bought the property. Trillions of dollars going down. Redlining. Jim Crow. It was not just slavery. But here's another thing I want to say, too. If people want to do that whole when well, you're not a slave so you don't deserve anything, okay, Let's play that game. I dare anyone who's ever inherited anything from a parent, a grandparent, a great-grandparent, if you want to say to us that we don't inherit the debt that this nation owed our ancestors, then you don't inherit anything that any one of your family left to you. Let's play that game. If we were to do that, if we were to do that, that means right now Wall Street would collapse because Wall Street was built on slave labor. Bank of America would collapse. The ports right now collapse. The Constitution collapse. We inherit we are okay with inheriting everything else. Well, a lot of those people say, well, you were to the slave. They're probably living in their great-grandparents' mansion right now. They're probably inheriting stocks <laughs> and land. Their great-grandparents left them telling us that we need to get over our great-grandparents' debt. That ain't going to fly here. And let me tell about <laughs> another little myth before I go any further. <laughs> Reparation is not going to bankrupt the nation. According to City Financial, uh, one of the largest financial services in the world matter of fact remember those two big to fail companies remember during the obama yep. era the too big to fail they would say it was one of those companies they say if it collapsed the whole global economy will be hurt they did a study saying that because america has not paid reparations to black americans <laughs> Since the year 2000, America has lost $16 trillion. We are the richest we've ever been right now and we're at $19.2 trillion. So we will be twice as rich had we paid reparations in the year 2000. So reparations will not bankrupt the nation. It will actually enrich the nation because <clears throat> you know we have black people. Look at what we did with soul food. We took the worst part Absolutely. and scraps of food and made it to some of the best tasting cuisine in the world. <clears throat> we will take whatever we are old and make it quadruple it and make this country five times as rich. So tell people, miss me with the excuses. <laughs> and,
1: and, 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 that, that's it. and that goes to the slogan, repair black America to fix black America.
0: Right. And, you know, some people, some white people are so anti-black, they are rather see this country fold than see black people get we're old. And guess what? I hope the country falls and collapses on them. They need to die. They need to go. But there are <laughs> right. some white people. There are some white people like Ann Coulter, for example, who realizes, okay, I may not like black people too much. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just right. saying example. There are some white people. I speak with them here in South Carolina. They say,
1: right.
0: okay, I don't like you Negroes, really. But you know what? <laughs> Giving y'all reparations is going to help me out, too. They can do the math. They can see that America puts trillions of dollars in these foreign countries that hate us and illegal immigrants and Ukrainians. And they see that every time America, Americans are having a hard time, all America does is say, let's bring in more immigrants so we could just pay them nothing and we don't have to, we don't have to invest in Americans. They see that wait, if America gave this money to black Americans, black Americans are Americans. They're gonna be in America, they're Absolutely. gonna spend their money in America. They're all white conservatives. The more I'm talking, look, yo, when I first started, most white Republicans were hanging the phone up on me. But they're not the hardest group to deal with, by the way, either. Let me put that. It's really older black Democrat, older black men Democrats who are the hardest to deal with. Black women, older black women are fine. But now I got some white Republicans. I guess they've heard of me, and some of them actually sat down and they've done the math, and they'll say to me, "You know what? Instead of the America giving these illegal immigrants all this money, all they do is send it back to their home countries." Give it to black Americans, because this is your home country. Y'all going to put it right back in the economy.
2: Absolutely. People are
0: starting to wake up. Some people realize that, you know what? I don't like you blacks, but I like you green. I like the green. So it's a win-win.
2: Right. Okay, so what are some of the main problems facing black people in South Carolina that needs urgent attention?
0: Oh, man, land theft. Like I said, that 15 million acres of property, we've had some stolen because of heirs' property when you inherit property, but the person didn't leave a will, So everyone gets like a share, a piece of the property. It used to be if you sold your piece or share, now everyone could be bought out. So what used to happen, it used to be usually a wealthy white person who usually was a family member of one of the enslavers. Right. They would feel like we didn't deserve nothing and want their big 300 acres plantations back. So they will go and probably force a family member to sell their share or a family member probably never met their family in the South because, you know, we're all scattered now. That's another thing I want to do is bring us back to the South. But that's a whole other story. Yes. That family member would sell that little portion of their property. So then that person will go to a judge who was usually racist, too, against black people, because, you know, that that's 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 always a trend in America. And that right. judge would say, "Okay, 10 of the Negroes are living on uh 40 acres of land. OK, it's 10 of them. Give them each a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, each get a thousand dollars. Get going. Happened all the time. But the property will be worth like $500,000. This ain't happening. I'm wow. not talking about no 1800s, early 90s. This was happening as early as the 2000s. Okay. Y'all won't believe who put an internet in South Carolina. You won't believe the Paul I'm about the name. Strangely enough, she's not a Democrat. She's actually, I disagree with her in most things. Nikki Haley actually ruled the wow. law. And, right. Trust me, I didn't want to admit it either. You know, <laughs> right. whoever thinks. Nick, but I'm not I'm not surprised, though, because Nikki Haley grew up in Barnwell County where James Brown is from, the singer. Okay. And she grew up around a lot of, it's like 60, 65% Black. So I'm sure she saw Black people wake up one day and told, your trailer, throw it on the street, get going. It used right. to happen all the time here. So land theft, where does most wealth in America come from? Land ownership. White Americans were able to get hundreds of millions of acres. If you listen to any of Dr. Martin Luther King's speeches, he always talks about how America gave millions of acres to um, European peasants and white Americans. He's talking about the Homestead Act mainly the one of 1861. There were several of them, but the one of 1861 was the one America did to get people to settle out west. They gave away 10% of the entire country to white Americans in free land for the most part. Today, 48 to 60 million white families can trace their wealth to the land from that act. We have always had our land stolen and Gullah Geechee people, my family, i have coastal front land it's heirs property when it's heirs property you don't get any value from it you don't get any equity so you don't get any wealth from it the only thing you can put on it is a mobile home you don't get any federal loans to monetize it or nothing and you also are always likely to lose it because people fight over who's going to pay the taxes. Because even if you pay the taxes, it doesn't give you any more authority over the land. And so people are like, well, I don't want to pay this. and I really to own. It's a mess. So land theft is the number one issue facing Black Americans in South Carolina. Two, schools. South Carolina is home to a, a, a region called the Corridor of Shame. It refers to a network of majority Black rural communities off of I-95. They call it the corridor of shame because the poverty rates for Black people in those counties, my county where I am right now, where I've lived my entire life, is a part of it, is over 80%. Okay, when I, my school where I teach, The free and reduced lunch rate, which they used to use to see how poor an area was, is over 90%. So the poverty rate among Black Americans covers over 80%. Hampton County, Allendale County, these are some of the poorest areas in the United States of America. But the failure rate in schools, you have Black boys, particular, who are usually the lowest performing demographic, not being able to read or do math on grade level. Over 90% of them, not because they're not smart, but because they have so many issues before they get to the classroom, right. it interferes with their learning. One of the reasons why schools are like that, because schools are not funded equitably. Schools in America are funded by property taxes. If you're in a rich area, your property taxes up here or area property taxes are down here. So one school is able to attract more and better teachers, better programs, more college and career-ready courses, more trade or vocational courses. One school could barely get a math teacher. I was in that barely get a math teacher type school, and I've taught in those schools too. I right. plan to introduce a system where schools will be funded equitably. I plan to deal with land theft, get us compensation and heirs properly. Last but not least, our neighborhoods. The Black community is as being... We're either being gentrified out of our neighborhoods or our neighborhoods that are still majority black is usually poor black people because the black people with money left or black people who had education left to try to find opportunities. So we leave the poorest, most vulnerable people among us living amongst each other with low property values. I plan through my reparations plan, bring back the Freemans bill, you know, it's direct monetary payments. For the Freeman's Bureau, that agency of the government that exists to handle all issues for us, I'm going to do a homestead act for us to get us back to our ancient land, our ancient homelands in the Aye. American South. I plan to incentivize us back to farming. I plan us to come up with our own judicial system, our own police system. But most of all, I plan to introduce in schools and in communities a major investment in social workers. No, not coming and taking black people's children and messing up the black family like they historically. (coughs) So this time they're gonna be proactive. If a black family is struggling. You go there, and you make sure to get all the resources they need. I plan to put aside federal grants specifically for majority Black communities, so we can start our own non-profit organizations and deal with our own issues. We didn't cost them, but we are intelligent and resourceful people. We know how to solve them. That way, we employ our people and we help deal with the issues impacting our people. We live back amongst one another, and we bring back the Black Wall Street. Chinatowns were nothing compared to Black Wall Streets. The difference is Black Wall Streets were burnt down. They ain't bothered the China towns too much we're going to bring the black wall streets back we're going to have our own separate communities again separation doesn't mean division but we need we need to have our own communities
2: wow okay so what tangibles from reparations would you like to see black americans receive
0: well we are going to receive it you know and here's the thing That scumbag in Buffalo who shot and killed our brothers and sisters just grocery shopping, had on his gun, here's your reparations. That was awful. And yet, they don't realize when they do that, all you do is activate us even more. The Civil Rights Movement, we got to remember, the Civil Rights Movement was kind of like a small little thing until they saw Black people getting um, holes down, dolls being sicked on them. Then more Black people got angry and said, we will go out there too. The more they want to use balance stuff against us, the more it activates us. So we're going to get it. It doesn't matter of how soon. It ain't going to be right. long. We're going to get direct monetary payments. No, we're not going to get a lump sum under my plan. If we got a lump sum, it would cause inflation because no one knows how many Black Americans are in America. We are undercounted. The most recent census in 2020 undercounted us by 5 to 10%. So they say it's like 50 million of us, it could really to be 60 to 65 million. But let's say there's like 50 million of us who are descendants of American slaves. We, if we all got 2.8 million dollars, which is the price that my research has come up with, it will crash the economy right away. It will be devastating inflation, the one we always think of. not inflation now, which comes from companies not producing as much as they could or us consuming too many goods, but inflation with there's too many cash, too much cash in the economy. What's going to happen? The federal government is going to take on the debt that they owe us, and they're going to give us those yellow dollars. Those yellow dollars are called bond. That's simply when you buy government debt. It's like a, I owe you from the government. So the government pays you interest on that every month. So what we're going to do, we're going to get monthly payments in the amount of around, uh, I'm not a mathematician, let me say it right away, but it'll be in the amount of like uh twenty to $40,000 a month. And they will do that in perpetuity. That means forever. And, and so that's one thing. Then we're going to get the, the Freemans Bureau will be back. When the Freemans Bureau was brought into existence after slavery ended, they were to make sure we were well fed, had good jobs, had land, had homes, were protected. That's why they had the military in the South, had health care. They fed millions of us. They helped us get land that was eventually taken from us by means of violence, as I already talked about. The Freeman's Bureau is going to be back, brought back in modern times. This time, they're going to handle issues of making sure we have our own communities. If integration to me was a mistake. Stopping Jim Crow and redlining, that was good. But forcing us to live amongst white people and not in our own communities, that was a mistake. They're going to help spearhead the return of us to our ancestral communities. They're going to help disperse, you know, get us back to black farming, compensation for land we have lost. Help us find land maybe rural land, where almost communities where no one lives, mainly in the south our homeland, that we can cultivate. They're going to help us get our own Freedmen hospitals, freeman's banks, set aside federal funding for us to start our own freeman schools. I don't know why we listen to the Democrats talking about, we don't need school choice. No, we should be the main people pushing for school choice. We should right. be wanting to write our own curriculum and teach our own kids and get our own black teachers. If you want to go to school with white people, that's Fine. Go ahead. But those of us who want our own schools back, we should have federal funding set aside. Let's do that. Bringing back Black Wall Street. The Freemans Bureau is going to be like the Veterans Affair, but for Black Americans, all Black American issues. That's one thing. Two, we're going to be three, we're going to be tax exempt, federally speaking now federally speaking, and four, we're going to be a protected class, meaning that there will be certain pieces of legislation that will just be for us or we will, or we will be exempt from having to uh, adhere because we have a unique history and therefore we need unique legislation.
2: Wow. We, 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 have, we, we ran out of time. Like It's so crazy because it went so fast. We got so much stuff still to ask you, but we ran out of time. Uh can you let our audience know where to support your campaign and where to find you at.
0: Sure. So um my website is MarcelforCongress.com. Marcel is spelled M-A-R-A-C-E-L. Marcel for Congress.com. Um I'm in the final stretch of my campaign. You know, James Clyburn is a very powerful politician, but that power has done us no good. And for what I've heard from a lot of people, he's actually worried. About this election. So let's give them reason to worry. So, if anybody yes. can donate, I have billboards all over, yard signs, text messages, emails, commercials, streaming, te- um, you name it. The street teams galore. If you can donate, you can donate at marcel dot congresscom slash donate. If you want to find me, I'm most active on Twitter. It's Marcel4Congress. It's the number four, not the word for. My right. Instagram is Marcel4Congress. My Facebook is Marcel4Congress, for F O R. And I have a TikTok, Marcel Dixon for Congress. So, uh, Marcel for Congress.com. Reparations is the main piece of my platform, but it's not the only. So, those Black people out there who get scared of saying, oh, he'll what, 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 do for the white people now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I now. I have other policies on there, uh, too. Hey. <laughs> Rural transportation, health care you know, communities, mental health. But reparations is my main centerpiece, and I'm not going to back down from being Black. I'd rather lose standing for what I believe than to get on my knees and compromise and sell out and win. Because that would truly be a lose for all of us. And if it's a lose for all of us, then it's a lose for me, too. It's a loss. So, Mar- Marcel for Congress. All right, And
2: we we, <coughs> we you. appreciate you so much for coming on. We enjoyed it. Thank time. y'all for having me. Yo, we... we Thank you. No problem. We rooting for you. Rooting for you. and A- A- y'all. Yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Y'all take care. All right. You All
1: too.
2: Right, you too. <amental music>
3: Think they want The mountaintop is pretty steep Prayer time is flooded For my homies and In these city streets Drug life 365 52 in weeks Trying to wash The crime off their hands Just like it's Sticky sweets It's like a sugar rush Moving off of adrenaline Addicted to the game But your opportunity's Dwindling To get out while you can Set up shop On Princess Sam. About to run into a sting Sleeping on that blue sedan Does this line To of work off for you Any pension plan Don't trust your man Extremely demanding On your attention span It's like Roberto Duran soon as these punches land fighting the system is like the red queen head. in wonderland off with his head an addict trying to kick his meds going through withdrawal looks like attack of the living dead it takes jesus to resurrect that's what the living All dead because man is a master and weaving webs like he's spinning thread ambushing yourself thought that you head. were trapping fiends now you claim the work ain't yours like it's just Billy jeans trying to escape that time explain that triple beam god the father son and the spirit that's my official team perfect harmony in the lord now that's the love supreme might have sold death in the past, but you can be redeemed. The only thing that can get you out these pitfalls, but witnessing the cat at times is talking to brick walls. We make our deathbed expect God to change the sheets. That's why I'm praying for my people in these city streets. The down the city streets. We make our deathbed expect hey. God to change the sheets. Constantly praying for my people in these city the streets. Nobody picks a pocket, point the rocket, make you drop it every night. Another case, the murder rates a major topic. You in the kitchen so much, you need a sous chef. Rats getting caught in the mousetrap. Now who's oh. left? Names disappearing to the dirt of the machine That means they're or prison Or they stuck somewhere yeah. that's in between Maybe the city street They shootin' like the Middle East Meets the Wild West Or some of your peers They never sleep And some with one eye open The danger's visible No rest for the weary at all That sounds miserable You in the situation If money becomes digital Hand-to-hand sales for narcotics No longer typical Becomes a cybercrime That carries a required time In the underworld and underboss No matter just how high you climb Cause it's a Avalanche, you're reaching for the highest branch. Shelter's not an option. You on the streets share a romance. And you are so faithful. The streets are so hateful. Traveling on shaky ground with one way to make it stable. I'm picking up on your signal, just like I'm still on cable. You know what division looks like, follow the timetable. Just a matter of time, no honor among thieves and creeps. You're loyal to a one-way street that plays for keeps. Where the code is to put my holes in you to fill those leaks. Wiping your blood off the pavement just like they window streaks. We make our deathbed bed. Expect God to change the sheets. That's why I'm praying for my people in these city streets. Constantly praying for, prayin for my people in these city streets. We make our deathbed expect God to change the sheets. That's why I'm praying for my people in these city streets. We make our deathbed expect God to change the sheets. Constantly praying for my people in these city streets. And I'm just a another. Oh,
2: All right, we're on KSM ninety eight point nine every Monday morning from six AM to eight AM. We got some special guests in the house. Cedric, go ahead, and take it away.
1: All right. So first off, what we would like to do is like to have our guests uh, explain to our audience who they are in their own words. So uh, both of you guys can just uh, take a turn. <laughs>
2: Destiny,
4: go ahead. Thanks, <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> So my name is Destiny Owens. I am the owner of Truly Central Consulting, formerly known as BEAM. I am a racial equity consultant and project manager. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Um, I don't know. I don't really talk about myself like that. I always try to put people up in front of me. So, so those are, yeah, those are cool. some, some little things about me. Just,
2: just a little something. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. So what's I up, think- Bethany?
4: hey so
5: hey. i am the uh southern uh, regional representative for the minnesota hip hop coalition down here in mankato or mankato um uh, and have been doing that for um past 6 years or so Um, Also really um, heavily involved in the community, um, pushing for um, engagement, opportunities for youth. Both Destiny and I are both youth advocates um, and have just been doing things in the community, um, youth and community programming uh, through the Hip Hop Coalition. And just really excited to, to speak with you guys today about this upcoming event.
2: Okay. Oh, so, and so, I
5: got oh, one second. I cannot <laughs> forget this. Okay. I am a mother to the most amazing child ever. And he's seven years old. And it's
2: just awesome. I can't, I can't forget to break yeah, nah, that. No, no, no. You can't forget <laughs> that. You can't forget that. You're a mom, too. All right. So, all right. So, so can you guys give us a, a little, okay? Can you tell us a little bit more about the Juneteenth event? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Go ahead.
4: So this event is gonna be so fire, right? Um, our event down here is called the. Um, first of all, it's the inaugural Minnesota statewide Juneteenth event, right? And our event was just kind of birthed out of this idea that Black people's freedom should not be limited to be um, celebrated just one day, right?
2: right. So
4: Absolutely. I was like, okay, let's let's make a weekend out of it, right? Like let's let's Ooh. make it bigger than just one day. Yep. And so we decided, okay, we're going to celebrate our youth cuz we know that the babies they need all the love and support and uplifting especially right now with all this crazy stuff going on in the world. Absolutely. So, Friday we have our youth night and it's going to be so fire like we have a fashion show that is going to show wow. how black culture has influenced fashion throughout the decades. So it's a decades long wow. fashion. Wow. We start at the 50s and we come all the way up to present day and the youth get to rock these really dope clothes that just show how black culture has influenced um, fashion throughout all these years. We have uh, uh, live performances, right? Hip hop artists that's local, that's coming in and going to be um, showcasing his talent for us. Um, we have um, a, a Nomination where the youth are able to choose who they want to be crowned as Mr. and Miss Juneteenth.
2: Wow. So we
4: want, yeah, like we, you know, we want them to remember, like y'all are young kings and queens. This is not, right. it didn't leave us, right? A- it's always been us. It's still here. So we want them to walk away with that and and know that. Of course, we're doing free food for the babies because this is for sixth through 12th graders. So okay. they don't eat. They don't they right. eat. Yeah. Gonna be real yeah. good food. Um, the vendor <laughs> is is a black business called Zoe's Fixings, and she gets down on the barbecue and anything she touches. Honestly, you,
2: you know what? Yeah, uh, let me, I, I, I I hate to interrupt you, but look, it's so crazy. Cause I was about to ask y'all about that because we came down. I'm maybe like was it about four or five years ago. No, no, probably like six years ago. No, I don't
1: think it was that. Long. Three it was maybe
2: oh, three, It was oh, three. Okay, three. Three. Okay, three.
1: It was
2: three years, years ago. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and we and we saw the, we saw a guy barbecue and had the big the barbecue thing out and we were yeah. we, we we wasn't able to get anything was because we? we came a little bit late yeah 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 you, yeah, you did, did come, come late i remember yeah. i was like yeah. where is this <laughs> prince carlton <laughs> yeah yeah. we came a little bit late but i'm telling you the food smelled amazing oh my gosh i'm like like my mouth was watering as soon as i came out there <laughs> so so okay so okay so nate talk about the vendors the, the food vendors again yeah,
4: so so we have um, quite a few food vendors. The food is going to be amazing. Right. I know for Friday night, we have um, Zoe's Fixins that's coming in. And like I said, she's amazing at what she does. Um, she gets down with the get down, right? Right. Um, and then on, so so for, for youth night, like I said, that's for her. And then outside of of her, we have two vegans or two, um, two food vendors coming for Saturday as well.
2: Wow. That,
4: yeah. So, so, so it'll be her plus two others on Saturday. And then it's nice. just her doing that catering on Friday because I was like, okay, we don't want to get a baby's too many options because they have, you know, <laughs> they go the home and their parents will be like, yeah, hey,
2: be he like, no, stop! <laughs> all that free food—they can
4: everything, you know. Exactly, yep. So, so, um, on top of having her do that for them on on Friday, we also want to bless our babies with some room and some space. You know what I'm saying to express right. themselves. So, yep. our youth art exhibit and our youth business expo is going to be up on Friday.
3: Wow. And I'm super
4: excited about that because, like I yeah. said, we want to uplift our kids and let them know that. You don't have to wait until you're grown to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to wait until you grown absolutely to, to you know selling your art or displaying your art. Yeah, somebody could see an art piece and love it and be like, "Yeah, I want to buy that." I'm gonna I'm need. I'm gonna need to hang that up. I'm gonna need to hang that up. And so, and, and to bounce back to what you said for last year, I can't believe you ain't get no place. So y'all go ahead and come on down this year. Yeah, and we gonna make we, y'all get fed.
2: That's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up. Yeah, I, I'm gonna hey, see. The thing about it is, because that's uh, ain't that on Father's? Is that Father's Day? That that's Father's Day weekend.
4: Our our event. So it's Father's Day weekend, but our event is on the 17th and 18th. We didn't want to do anything on Father's Day because I was telling Bethany originally we had something on Father's Day, and then we had a conversation about why we needed to change that. Because in my mind, fathers don't get enough love and recognition in today's world, especially Black fathers. And so I wanted to make sure that fathers had the opportunity to spend time with their family right. however we still are going to celebrate y'all though yeah. on saturday on saturday we have a basketball tournament for fathers you bring wow. your own team together you register your team registration is free for y'all you register your team y'all come down y'all can <laughs> bring your family support what? uplift you um, you just let us know how many people coming with you, y'all. Y'all get some 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 food. We make sure all the families and and the basketball dads get their plates so they can enjoy more with their family. And it's cash prizes for the basketball tournament because it's Father's so we yeah, want to make sure
2: y'all right? blessed God, in that way too. <laughs> wow, wow <laughs> that is that's a good. full weekend. Oh, oh, okay. So, okay, okay. Can you give our audience um? Can you give, give our audience like just a, a, a backstory on uh, uh, what Juneteenth is? Just like for anybody who listens and don't know what Juneteenth is, can you let them know?
5: We w- I, yes and but we're not done telling you about this event. We have got Ooh. some things to talk about for Saturday, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, so perfect. Saturday, and I just want to back up what Destiny said on all those different components for the youth. Um, please find us on Facebook, our event, Minnesota Statewide Juneteenth Celebration, because we have registration and some links, and and, and we just really we want people to to register. So we have an idea of the number that we're that we're dealing with. Okay. Um, but on June eighteenth, okay. So we're going to keep the youth momentum going. And we're starting out with some free youth workshops, a DJ and beatboxing workshop from 10 to 11.45. DJ Mickey Breeze and Carnegie Executioner are going to be leading that down here.
1: Um,
2: Super
5: excited for the also the contemporary art exhibit um, kicking off from 10 to 6. And that will be with Meyer Warren. Most people know him uh, by his stage name as St. Paul Slim. So he yep. will be here, Absolutely. doing uh, curating the art exhibit. Destiny already mentioned the basketball tournament, which we are really excited for. The food trucks. Okay, we got two people coming down, uh, two black-owned businesses coming down from the cities. The first insane vegan, based out of St. Paul. Oh, fire food! If you haven't tried it, you will not wow. know it's vegan. So good! Oh my
2: gosh!
5: Um, and then we have Stanley Smokehouse, uh, and really excited for him to come down. Um, then we have the Twin Cities Cadillac Club pulling through. Um, they'll have a parade, and they'll have some cars and everything, and ton of live performances. I am going to just list off these these artists because some of them will ring a bell for you, right? Um, exactly. So we'll have DJ Mickey Breeze. We're going to have DJ Big Reese. Uh, we'll have Tanea. Afro Contigo, King October, Just Will, the TKO Drumline, Python's drill team, which is actually a team coming up from Kansas City. Okay. Oya's uh, radio, uh, headed up by Truth Maze. Carnegie Executioner, Saint Paul Slim, and our host Roshizi. Uh, so we'll have a lot of uh, great performances. The Black Business Expo, though. Let's 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 camp here for a minute, okay? okay. Oh, we wow. are so excited about this. Um, this is also open to organizations and institutions who want to come alongside our Black business owners and help support Black entrepreneurialism. Um, So we are encouraging people to sign up for that. Um, Again, registration, it's really important that we, we know, you know, if you're interested in who's coming and all that information can be found uh, on our Facebook site, and then the last thing that we have, which was um, another one of many great ideas that Destiny brought, um, were free hair services for men. Wow!
2: They'll come
5: and get you know trimmed up, look good. Wow! Um, and good. that'll be at that'll be at St. Peter High School. So two locations in two different cities. Right. Friday is Mankato YMCA, four thirty to eight forty-five, and then June eighteenth. At the Saint Peter High School, like I said, we'll have some things kind of happening earlier, but the official welcome is around noon at Saint Peter High School.
2: Yo, okay, let me ask a great question. I've been talking
1: too much. <laughs> no, it's all good.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: can, can you uh, uh, tell our audience a little bit about Mankato as well before we get into Juneteenth? Because I, I feel like a lot of people. Uh, from the city, they don't know too much about Mankato, but but me and, my, me and my brother, we lived in Mankato for what five years because we went to school out there. Yeah. So right. uh, so just just tell our audience about Mankato and like some of the demographics of uh, of uh, the people that live there.
4: Yeah, so Mankato is um, a city where it's a combination of a lot of different people from a lot of different regions. To be honest, right um, and so for for people who may not know, um I'm originally my family's originally from Chicago, but I basically for the more part of my life grew up in Mankato and yeah. so I've been able to to watch the growth right when I was younger, it was like five black families in Mankato, which mm-hmm. really it was one black family, five households, everybody was related to me literally I mean You're right right So, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so exactly. it was it was it was very different, but now, you know, man, Kato has grown a lot in terms of the demographics and having more um, people of the global majority who live here. Right. right we have yeah. A nice population of black Americans who live here, Latinx people, um, Somali Americans, um, um, Ghanaian Americans. Sudanese Americans. Um, We have a good Lebanese population here, so you get a little bit of everything coming down to Mankato. Um, And for those of you who are like, okay, I want to go to college and I want to leave home, but I don't know exactly where I want to go. I mean, there's there's three, four, five colleges here, so you actually have options coming down here, you know. Um, And and there's so much opportunity down here when it comes to, to business and, you know, just starting over for people who are like, okay, I want to do something a little different. I want something new and our community is, is um, I feel, I personally feel like it's welcoming as far as like change. Right. Um, And I want to say this, because I think our community has done a real good job of it. So when Bethany and I were planning this event and we were like, okay, we want it to be statewide we were trying to pull in all the communities right around right. us. Like anybody who wanted to be apart from within the state of Minnesota, we were like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. And um St. Peter, small little St. Peter, Minnesota was amazing. They were like, yes, we are in. Yes. Wow. Man, Cato was like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Right. And so over time, like I said, I wanna give recognition because our city, especially after everything that happened with George Floyd, which again was another reason why I felt like it was important for us to make this statewide so that we can all like love with each other, right? You know, right. help each other, celebrate with one another, especially the black community on this, right? Yeah. Um, our our community has done a great job of making sure that our voices are heard here, right? The, the yeah. relationship, even with like police department and everything, they always, when Bethany and I have ever had any part in planning any Juneteenth anything, they come and they participate. They don't stand around on the sidelines watching everybody. Wow. they they like That's I want to play. I want to. I want <clears throat> to. You know, we close out our events down here with the electric slide. I'm doing the electric slide. They hop right in line with us. <laughs> That's
1: yeah. good.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: like they, they, yeah. they, and they get to know people down here. And and I'm always intentional about making sure I do that. Just because in my mind, if you do see somebody somewhere, you like, oh yeah, I know. Okay, I know you. Like, boy, right. I know you ain't here acting up. I know your mama. Let me call her right now. Right. You know, exactly. instead of it yep. being a hard yeah. encounter. Yeah. Um, so, so I can't speak highly enough about the progress that's being made down here. And um, Bethany and I have had a lot of hand in a lot of that that different stuff, and just making sure we're a community. So when we wow. talk about me and Cato, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we we doing something right, and it's other that's cities around up. who are seeing it, and they like, dang, how y'all do that? Can we can we get in with y'all? I'm like, yeah. When you get people a voice, you know what I'm saying. You you got a lot of healing going on, a lot of collaboration going on. Right. So so that's that's Mankato in a nutshell as of late. Because I'm I'm if y'all can't tell already, I will be on fire in this community. I don't play around.
2: I, my kids, You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It, it's well, so ahead. Go, go oh, go, go, go ahead, go. Cedric. No, go ahead. It, it, it's so crazy because when we when we went to Mankato, it was like everybody who was black was on the basketball team, and that was yep. it. You know what I mean? It was like, yo, it was like the 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 six people who went to Bethany and then the, the 10 people who played basketball at, at MSU. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was, like, that was it. You know what I mean? That was only black people. Yep.
5: Yeah. I was just going to say to piggyback off of what Destiny just said, kind of talking about the demographics, um, you know, our – Because I think Mankato is in the kind of the area that it is, um, sometimes, again, you're not quite sure of what the community is like or um, even the history of of this um, land. And so, um, you know, two things, as far as what we have represented with our youth, okay, because we're passionate about them, you know, we've got over 50 different languages represented in our public school. Um, Wow. Right. (laughs) Which you would not think, you know, um, but then the other thing, taking it back, um, because I'll let Dustin kind of talk about the history of Juneteenth. But the history of the land here um, is that this is where we have the 38 plus two and the 38 plus two um, is when President Abraham Lincoln um, ordered a mass execution, a hanging of the Dakota people. And this was as a result of, um, you know, the war in about 1862. Right. And so that's like the largest, to my, to my, to my knowledge, largest mass execution that was public in our history was mm. right here on our lands. Um, so we have, um, being a part of this community community and not as long as destiny has, um, it's been really also great to see reconciliation taking place, acknowledging and and really taking time to um, honor the land. And so even in our events that that we've had, um, you know, we, we try to be very intentional and do a land acknowledgement. Mm, Here's where we're right. at. Here's where we're residing. Um, so so we're hopeful that we'll be
4: able to to do that
5: for this event.
4: So Juneteenth is um, the celebration of freedom for Black folk. It's like our our Fourth of July, right? Basically, right. Um, it, it's when the very last slaves in Galveston, Texas, found out that they were free, and um, they were able to kind of just you know go about their lives and, and, and walk off that land as as free people and so the celebration is so important and again why we wanted to make it statewide because um, within within minnesota there are tons of black americans here tons of black americans here Um, and i felt that it would be necessary for us to come together and really just celebrate those freedoms because i think especially over the past few years it has been real difficult right everybody's trying to figure things out and everybody's trying to trying to understand what's really going on a little bit here and i think with with when when one thing that i appreciate about being a black woman is that when black people come together we together and we have a good Absolutely. time and, and black yep. people have always been about community and so when i think about the celebration of juneteenth and why it's so important for our community man like like i said like even like history like thinking about the fact that we get to celebrate our freedom, right? Mm. And then when yep. it comes to our babies, I because I ask my kids all the time, right? Being in racial equity and, and trying to make sure that things are more racially equitable for not just myself and my husband, but our kids.
2: Right.
4: I ask my kids all the time, like, okay, what are you doing with your freedom? And yep. although it's a question that I should never had to have asked in the first place, right? Because we yep. should never have had to be a commodity. Absolutely. I ask, what are you doing with your freedom? Because, and and I remind my kids, but you and you still have to understand that your melanin is still going for. If I'm not mistaken, the price is up to two hundred and forty five dollars a gram.
2: Mm, yep.
4: So, what are you doing with your freedom, right? And 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 yep. I ask these questions because it then it makes our youth think, right? And they like, man, what am I doing with my freedom? You know, what does yep. that look like? And, and so, when I think about the history. And, and why the celebration is so important. Every day, I'm making sure as a black woman and I encourage black people around me, whether it's my kids, my husband, my friends, even just random folk. If I see a little brother in the street and he look a little lost, I'm like, uh-uh, bring it in, baby, come on. I do what yep. black moms do, right? <laughs> right, <Yep. laughs> I'm Absolutely. pulling you in and I'm, I'm getting it together. So, yep. so when I think about the history of Juneteenth and, and why that's so important, I'm just like, yeah, like we, for me, it was more so bringing that community component back to our community, right? right? Back to the black community and saying, okay, this event is open for everybody because we want y'all to celebrate with us in our freedom and understand that black people have always been about community. This is not yep. new. Don't let people brainwash you and think black on black violence, because that's not a thing. It's not real. Right.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So
4: so understanding that we always been about community. Right. From from when the when the slaves were freed all the way up to now, we didn't had Black Wall Street. We didn't have some of the the best doctors and lawyers and judges and scientists and politicians. And that needs to be celebrated. Exactly. So 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 the the history for me, I, I, I feel like that that statement, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams, is like I wanna live that every day all day every
1: day all day and, and you, you know what I, I i'm i'm so glad that that uh you guys are throwing a celebration because i think i think we're at the point now because like when i was growing up anytime we learned about. Black people of Black History, it was always like the worst stories. It was always all the yes. stories that made you sad or mad or angry and all this and that. But but like when well, other cultures when they celebrate their history, they're having fun. They're getting down. They eating. Yes. They dancing. They doing everything <laughs> yo, like that. It, it, so it's it, like it, it's it, about we, time that we it, celebrate yo, our history.
2: Yeah, we talk yes. we talk about that all the time. It's like the whole month of February we we'll go through and we all sad people talking about the track, like everything that bad happened to us. Then as soon as Cinco de Mayo come, we dance, we dance and celebrating in the street where everybody else had their stuff. We dancing and celebrating (laughs) for their stuff, but we ain't never, but like for our own stuff, it's like, we got to celebrate our own stuff too. Yeah,
4: because the truth is we didn't start, right? Like our history didn't start after slavery. We had history before that. So for me, even through my business, right? What I do is, there's been schools that I've helped create an actual celebration within their school district. Right. Because, yeah, we can learn about the history, but we're free. And we also have to talk about the resiliency throughout that history, though. Right. Like, it it wasn't just like, oh, We were slaves and it was like, woe is me. People was trying to escape the whole time. You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. It was
4: was like, it it was always a resiliency. Black folk have always had a level of resilience that has been unmatched. And so the blackness definitely got to be celebrated.
5: 100%.
4: 100%. It, 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 I was just going to say though, y'all need
5: y'all should have partnered with us because we had an, I mean, that's what we do is, is when we do collaborate, we are celebrating, we are bringing up, we're still bringing up facts, we're acknowledging things, but right. it's more like, hey, let's look at these mental health professionals that have led right. the way in the black community and, right. and mental health, we'll talk, that's another, that's another air, that's another time to talk Absolutely. about that stuff. Um, <laughs> but yes absolutely in in terms of of celebrating um and and really coming together the one thing that um you know we kind of realized though throughout this as we're talking to people about this event trying to get their support and things is that it's unfortunate that in 2022 there is still this disconnect of like well juneteenth mm, and it's like but but this is american history Yep. This is American history. Yes, this is celebrating black lives and and what yep. they have experienced, what they are going to the resiliency, but yep. back it up a step further. This is American history. So regardless yep. of what side of the, the uh, you know the side you're Isle, on politically, I'll right. yep. thank you. Yep. Um can we all agree this is American
2: history? So Yes.
5: Yo, where are you at with that then <laughs>
2: yeah exactly it like it, it's amazing because like we have to celebrate like like, like we we have to like especially in, in in the minds of young kids like if we just keep telling them uh, oh, you were slaves you was this you got whipped and they sprayed water on you and you just keep saying just that part of it like they're gonna be depressed you feel what i'm saying so it's, it's like it's, a, it's very important to show like how strong we are and what we went through, where we came from everything, you know what I mean? Like, and and I'm glad y'all doing this event. Like, definitely.
4: Absolutely. We, and we, we definitely appreciate it. You know, um, even you having us on and, and, uh, acknowledging our event like i right. always tell bethany like whenever i step in front of anybody i don't ever take it for granted and i appreciate everything and everyone because we all you know we all have something to give we have things Definitely. that we be doing you know yeah and even this this so this year um even for our the support that we've received for this mm-hmm. event has been super super amazing wow um and and i have to like i said i have to acknowledge some of the people that that and and organizations that have been like yes we gonna support Mm y'all yes we gonna uplift y'all especially again just acknowledging as a black woman because oftentimes my voice is not heard and people want to push me to the side, especially cause I'm, I'm, I'm younger too. So yep. it's like, Oh, you don't, you don't know what you're
2: talking about. Right.
4: <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, let me, let me help prove you out to real him. quick. Yep. Exactly. And then I get to talking, and then People are like, Oh man, how old did you say you were again? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> man, I heard it my whole life. I got an old soul. A lot of black right. folks
2: told me that, you know <laughs> <laughs>
4: So, so even, even acknowledging, um, The YMCA man, Kato, for being a sponsor. That's where we're going to have the youth event. They were like, yes, absolutely, 100%. Yes, please have that here. Um, Gustavus College in St. Peter. They were like, yes, like please, we will definitely sponsor. We want to be a part. How can we help? And has provided some stuff. Um, The Elks Lodge, which is super cool because it's an organization that is about supporting youth and community and our veterans which was important to me because my, my grandfather, my great-grandfather served. So I was like, okay, yeah, like, mm. we definitely appreciate y'all for that.
2: Right. Uh,
4: which Saint is a Peter national school. organization.
5: I just want to chime in. That is a national is. organization. Yep. And so yep. we are so happy that we have that
4: um, the Mankato area chapter supporting us. right? Yes, absolutely. And then we have the St. Peter School District, which I appreciate because, again, St. Peter is such a small town. That people oftentimes, you know, dismiss it and don't think about it, but they are yeah. making amazing changes in their community too to make sure that everything is racially equitable um, for everybody who lives there because their their population is growing and becoming more diverse too. So right. I appreciate them. Um, Saint Peter Chamber of, of Commerce, they were like, "Yes, we we gonna get in on this. We right. we definitely are gonna uplift and support." Um, and then of course, uh, Twin Rivers. Um, they are all about the arts down here, and they are our fiscal sponsor, our fiscal agent, should I say? And they have been amazing about like anything, just helping getting stuff done. And I'm 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 just happy to be doing it. You know what I mean? And yeah. and happy that they they wanted to to support. Um, and I know Bethany got some got some uh some folks. She want to thank too. I do, I do. I, I got to give my little shout outs here to too. <laughs> yeah, so just, we got shout out yeah we got prairie lakes
5: regional arts council okay they oversee nine counties down here they are huge advocates for for getting people's art out but also funding so we're so appreciative of them city of saint peter we i mean we just we cannot stop thanking that city um from top to down okay we are talking from mayor all the way down to community members um we have got prairie care prairie care you should all be familiar with that you got some um uh Uh, some places up in the cities. We have some down here too, um, one in Mankato. And then Minnesota State University. So we have a couple different departments with them. We have the Mankato Kessel Peace Institute. Um, We're so thankful for. And actually there will be a film debut on Saturday of when Martin Luther King Jr. came to visit campus. And that is something that Kessel Peace Institute has put together. And so there will be um, some showings throughout the day. Then we have Minnesota State University, Mankato College of Social and Behavioral Sciences. Um, Just, I'm going to give a shout out to the Dean, um, Matt Louisa, amazing, has been on board since the moment I had a first meeting with him years back. Um, And then the history department as well is kind of under the social behavioral sciences. And we're just so appreciative, again, of everyone, not just supporting, but supporting our vision supporting our work because it's all connected to what we do individually in the community um and through our individual organizations and partnerships that we've done um and we're just so
2: appreciative of it this event sounds amazing we we we, we running out of we ran out of we ran out of time probably like i, I know <laughs> you know it's, it's we good got, oh, oh okay so we got one last thing for you guys okay can you tell, uh, like, the our uh, audience any links or anything that you any websites that they need to uh, check out the event, maybe get tickets or anything like that? At?
4: Yes. So um, there's three different ways to find us.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, so
4: we have our Facebook event page, and you just look for Minnesota Statewide Juneteenth. There is TrueEssentialsConsulting.com, my company. If you go on there, there is um, event pages. Um, You also can find us on Twin Rivers' website as well. Um, But if you go to Facebook and you click the discussion tab, everything that you need to find is in there, all the links to register for everything. And I want to encourage everybody, please, please, please hurry up and sign up for the basketball tournament because that registration closes tomorrow at twelve a.m. Um, and the youth workshops for Saturday, the DJ and the beatboxing workshop. Please, please, please go register. We just like to know what our numbers are so we can make sure that we serve everybody the right. way that that we need to 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 serve everybody.
2: Wow, you got anything? And got and to and, the, and, the, and,
4: the, and the the the, the uh, Mr. and Miss Juneteenth <laughs> for our youth. Like I said, this is statewide. So if people coming down it's a registration form too. go ahead and nominate your, your son, your daughter. Right. And, and, and we're going to see what, what we do and, and everybody can vote for him. Like it's, it's open. You can get as many votes as you, as you need to get. So.
2: Wow. I
4: would say
5: one last thing, one that okay. I have to say is that, you know, we have been asked, you know, can community, can community members help donate or sponsor? And we've had, we've had some people, I mean, 10 bucks here, 25 bucks here. Anything really does help, um, you know, meet what we have planned for this event. Um, and so we are still taking, you know, uh, um, those donations and different things. And we're just so appreciative of, again, every dollar that we get to help make this historical event successful.
2: Wow. Right. Yo, we want to thank you guys for coming on and telling us about this amazing event and yeah, like like Stan, what you got to say, man? Because I, I know I've been talking over you
1: all day. No, nah, <laughs> I'm just happy for y'all, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm happy for Mankato and Saint Peter too, because right, because uh, you know uh, they deserve something That's like this cool. as well. You know, and, and like I said, that, we 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 put our time in the Mancato. I used to work at the downtown high V and uh, the KYC the TV station, so. I- you, okay. yes. yeah, you gotta come
2: back down. Y'all gotta yes. come back down. <laughs> yes. right. Yeah, he he, he he used to at KYC. He used to be, used to be the guy who sweeped the floors. The
1: no, bathroom. I did. No, I did. No, I did. <laughs> no, I did. Don't even play me like that.
2: <laughs> hey, thank y'all for coming on. Thank you, thank very you for much. having All
3: right. us. All right, bye-bye. All right. bye bye. Bye. Right.